me, Damien. It's all for you. Hello, and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. Oh, and I forgot to tell you the thing that we're going to be 10-word reviewing. So do you want to wing it, or should I let you have some time? Let's wing it. Okay. Um, We're here for the second week of August, and we're going to be doing that thing that we do now where we're starting a new franchise with The Omen. But first, here's 10-word reviews of movies that we saw in the past month. What did we see? Well, we saw in the past week, I mean. It's very hot already. We're trying to get through this before our brains melt entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, Whip It is a thing that we saw. Okay. Do you have a tamer review? Okay. So, Drew Barrymore's directorial debut is great. Okay. Go Juno. And my review is a generic buddy competition movie with lesbian fantasia for taste. Ooh, that's fancy. Thank you. Okay, and uh, the other one we watched is 1981 movie, The Fan. The Fan. Okay. Yes, we watched it on my birthday. My birthday gift to Brennan, as mediocre as it sounds. Um, it sounds great, so that's inaccurate. Um, and my review is, needed a little shirtless Michael Bean for my birthday. Okay. Um, and anyway... Um, usually we'll have seen a new movie, which we'll be doing a 10 minute review of on our Patreon. Uh So that's the normal transition we'll be doing. Um, there's a Mamma Mia, here we go again, one coming soon. I promise. Yes, coming to a Patreon near you. Yes, that's patreon.com slash scream101. Hop on board, because it's surprisingly popular, this Patreon that Brennan has launched. Yeah, I just wanted to give a shout-out to Cheston, our new Patreon. Here is your shout-out. Welcome. Thank you so much. You're so very kind. Um, Sea dog. Yeah, yeah, I think... Like, what up, see? That's the thing. That's his catchphrase. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, so why don't we get started on The Omen, huh? Very sound, cool. Sound good to you? I'm ready. Like, I'm game. I don't know about you. Okay. Um, well, here is the plot as read off the back of my DVD of The Omen, Collector's Edition. Um, unleash the dark terror. Okay, no. This is all just ad copy. Hold on. When their child is stu- still born in Rome on the sixth day of the sixth month at the sixth hour... Robert Thorne, an American diplomat, played by Academy Award winner Gregory Peck, and his wife Catherine, Lee Remick, are devastated. In his despair, Thorne exchanges his dead baby for one born at the same time, and unwittingly enters a bargain with the devil that culminates in a series of gruesome accidents, and a child destined to one day destroy the world. That's quite a... Like, I know parents of newborns tend to put a lot of, like, hopes and dreams onto their children... But, like, destroying the world is pretty, like, you know, pretty big to put on a child. That's true. I mean, like, new parents are usually annoying in the sense that, like, oh, we're not going to stop posting about our kid on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Or, like, oh, I can't shut up about how, like, parenthood has changed me. Mm-hmm. But parenthood, his parenthood changed the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess he, he's allowed to talk about it. Uh, good point. Okay, anyway, we were... I do like the DVD cover. Like, this is a sidebar. Like, the black and white of Damien with his little glowy red eyes in front of, like, a grave? He looks like he's just posing. He's got his hands on his hips looking all kind of sassy. Yeah, he looks like he's in a Gap ad. Uh Uh-huh. Gregory Peck looks adorable. Well, not adorable, like, handsome. And meanwhile, Lee Remnick there... Is doing the one face she does in the entire movie. She just looks... (gasps) Shocked. (laughs) Yeah. 
And she's just like floating in space next to them. It's an interesting collage that the intern decided to put together there. Yeah, it is. And I collected it, apparently, so it worked. Um, I literally don't know why I own almost all the Omen movies. They just kind of appeared in my house, and I was like, all right. Okay. Um, but anyway, we rate all movies on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality out of five. So what's your scariness score for The Omen? Two. Two, okay. Because The Omen is a classic horror film. Um, how do you think this compared? Like, is this one that like clearly doesn't really speak to you but do you get how it may have been scary back then or do you just like not think about it i definitely think that there are certain parts that were scary and i have to mention that my two is an average score i think that the first half of the movie is a three i think it's a solid three but then the second half of the movie is kind of like a one because it draws to a bore it draws to a bore it draws to a it, I, don't, I don't know that, i don't know if that phrase makes any sense but it becomes a bore. Like uh, the the pace slackens considerably. Yes, because yes. then it becomes like a buddy, not a buddy cop thing, but like certainly Gregory Peck and the priest or whatever. A no, photographer? not even a priest. He's a, a reporter, David Warner. Um, they like become a duo trying to figure out what's happening. Um, yeah, those scenes are only valuable for the scene where, spoiler alert, we're spoiling this movie, David Warner gets decapitated. Yeah. AKA the best scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. But... No, I agree. Although I think I think I'm going to be kinder than I normally am. I think I'm giving this one a three out of five because uh-huh. you're right. The the parts in the beginning where it it is just like random crap happens with Gregory Peck, and then something really spooky and demonic happens. Mm-hmm. I think those spooky demonic occurrences are pretty creepy. Yeah. Um, like they're they're going through this uh, wildlife preserve, and a bunch of baboons attack their car. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That was cool. Yeah, which is. Uh, like a really great example of animal training and just using editing to tell a story because you know it, it's just all the baboons like running to look at something and it's like I'm sure they just filmed these baboons for like an hour and waited for them to do something that looked remotely similar to that uh-huh. um, but it really works it's really creepy um, I mean obviously the iconic scene the one that I use a clip from to introduce this episode is um, it's all for you Damien mm-hmm. um, like his nanny hangs herself during his birthday party yeah. and then it cuts to a really creepy clown just mm-hmm. just you know, just to rub salt in the wound. Mm-hmm. To be fair, though, that clown was hiding the truth from the children. So he was kind of so. a hero. No, you're right. I suppose. Um, no, I, I, I just think there's some really good stuff. Like, this this movie is daring enough. Well, actually, I, I think this is something that's true of a lot of horror movies, especially in the 70s. Because you're already pushing the envelope by showing, like, blood and guts and, like, evil spooky stuff and demons and, the, like, the devil and... Just whatever. You're already, like, busting taboos. It kind of allows you room to discuss other taboo topics. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there is talk of an abortion in this movie. Um, Lee Remick gets pregnant, and she talks to Gregory Peck about how she does not want this kid. Yeah. And that's not something that really happened in movies back then. But because you were already, like, in this weird space, you could kind of just lean over there and talk about something that's, like, pertinent and relevant. Yeah. Um, but I also want to say there is a baby skeleton in this movie, Um, which for something that is relatively uh, like austere and respectable for a horror film, at least by today's standards, I wasn't really expecting to see that, you Uh know? I mean, I've seen it before, but I forgot there was a baby skeleton. Uh Uh-huh. And yeah, I I, I like uh, the part where um, Damien is like riding in circles in his bike um, on his oh. bike, uh, like right before he kills his mom mm-hmm. or attacks his mom and like knocks her off a balcony. Yeah. Um, cause that part is shot really strange with like random close up on close ups on his evil, terrible nanny. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is the, 
She's Look, the worst. She should have been fired so long ago. She's like Amelia Bedelia plus Satan. She's the worst nanny. Anyway. I don't know who Amelia Bedelia That joke didn't is. land. Okay, maybe it's a white people joke. Who's Amelia Bedelia? Um, she's a children's book character where, like, she just, com- she's, you know, a British character. So, like, it was really wacky and punny. But whenever they told her to do something, she would just completely misunderstand it. She obeyed, like, the letter of the law, but not the, you know, object. Uh-huh. So they'd be like, draw the curtains. but And then she'd draw them a picture of the curtains. Uh-huh. And she'd be like, uh, make they'd be like, make me a sandwich. And she'd, like put two pieces of bread on the other side of his head or whatever, you know? That's like, pretty funny. Yeah, just stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, more on, more on this nanny later. Let's put a pin in that. <laughs> um, but I just want to say that part, because like, and then she's like wobbling, and the lady, she's holding a bowl of goldfish for some reason, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, because that falls first before we see her make impact. I think it, I don't know if she was holding it, but I think it was on the table that she okay. was by. Yeah, it also gets she knocked was adjusting over the, the plan. Yeah, okay, you're right. Um, what if it was a hanging fishbowl? That could have been cool. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we see the fishbowl smash on the ground before we see her make impact. Mm-hmm. And we get this like really loving close-up of the fishbowl. And that's actually a like a really cool uh, technique that actually I'm sure has been used long before and in many other cases. But where I first learned of it was um, Tom Savini in The Burning. Um because he talks about there, there's a scene where um, Cropsy kills a bunch of uh, kids on a raft with his garden shears. Um, but the first thing you see is the garden shears stabbing. Like, he misses, and it stabs into the raft and, like, takes out a huge chunk of the wood. Mm-hmm. And, like, that is the ultimate special effect of that scene. Because it's something real, and it's something tangible and physical. Mm-hmm. And that gives a reality to everything else that happens. Okay. Um, like, to all the special effects that you're going to see after that of, like, you know kids being gouged open by the same weapon you've already seen it in action on something that like is filmable and not hurting anybody and something like that mm-hmm. so th- having the fishbowl smash and then having her smash is kind of the same effect because you see the effect the floor like this floor is real mm-hmm. um it's like when a magician is like having you check out the hat beforehand it's like this is a real floor that she's about to hit and then when like you know the stunt woman does it um you believe it mm-hmm. and i think that's like it was a really cool filmmaking technique i think Richard Donner does a lot of really cool things in The Omen. That's true. I agree. Thank you. Sorry. I have I, nothing else to add to that, only because like you hit every nail on that head, and you're right. Like I remember when I saw that scene, I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, this is why I bring in the movie perspective, and you bring in just the general culture perspective. Of just my whoa. Yeah, whoa. You know, whoa. <laughs> um, well, what's your campiness score? How did you feel... Did this hold up at all? Was it too silly? Uh, I feel like there were some silly moments that I can't remember. Um, so I'm going to say like a general two. Uh, That's where I landed too. What did you think was campy? Um, well, I mean, the the whole thing, the, the way that David Warner gets involved is that he's been taking pictures of all these people that end up dying. And there's like a, a say cheese and die-esque situation going on with his camera where he sees like little shadows of how they're going to die. Mm-hmm. It's like Final Destination 3, which you haven't seen. I but know. They say cheese and die, the goosebump story, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you take a picture and it kind of predicts your death. Um, and I'm like, what's the devil doing with this camera? It makes, it, it just theologically, the implications are really confusing and strange and silly. Mm-hmm. It was just, I like, yeah, it's spooky, but it feels way more j horror than, like, you know, the, the, the dressed up theological slasher that is the omen. Mm-hmm. I certainly thought um, it was kind of funny to see Gregory Peck, you know, this really respected 
and you know kind of like classically trained actor yeah, in this he, role he played america's favorite failed lawyer atticus finch and then the way he he's did, like my wife is dead and i want to kill damien too well no because it took him a whole long time to realize that he was gonna kill damien he was like how could you ask me to kill my son and it's like he's my child the devil would never do such a thing or i don't know something or other like that i might argue that he flips on damien too soon he was really hesitant to believe that Damien was a devil, an evil child. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we barely get a sense that he's religious at all. Like, mm-hmm. they go to a church for a wedding, mm-hmm. but we never see him experience religion in any way. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... I don't know. Like, I, I'm not. I'm not huge into religious movies, but I think if we learned anything about his faith, that might have been a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a Father Karras in The Exorcist, like struggle mm-hmm. um, of like having to face this demonic presence that proves unequivocally the faith that you've been doubting mm-hmm. like that's a really interesting thing mm-hmm. um but we this this movie doesn't really want to be religious in any way they, it just knows the antichrist is bad and it's going to show us a lot of spooky stuff it's a, it's a jack-in-the-box movie that won an oscar i believe it won for best score um the james horner score um but yeah uh, sorry i was looking at the back of the box and it wasn't really helping but the the this movie is a prestigious film in terms of like how the world has received it since it came out. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it, it's, it's still a little bit of a chintzy horror movie in like certain important ways. Uh-huh. And that's not a bad thing. I love those. Yeah. But like, come on. <laughs> it, it, I, I don't think it's taking its characterizations as seriously as it could have if it was like a, the exorcist or something. Okay. Um, anyway, what we're we talking about campiness, campiness, Oh, no, you're right, though. Gregory Peck is so serious. There's a part where he's yelling at the... Uh, um, there is a priest that comes to, like, warn him and get try to save his soul. And he's literally, like, wagging his finger at the priest like he is Atticus Finch. Mm-hmm. Which is... It's really... It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And also, what do you think of the final shot of the movie? Where Damien is, like, holding hands with the president. Oh, that his was new so daddy. over the top. He is, president was his new father? Yeah, that was the implication. Because, like... Gregory Peck's old college roommate is now the president of the United States. Oh, okay. Um, and that's who, like, Damien was with, was the president and the first lady. Uh, well, I guess that makes more sense as to why Damien would be given to the ambassador. I was just thrown for a loop as to, like, why the Antichrist chose to be born to this random ambassador person. He was hella rich. He was hella rich, and, you know, he certainly lived a life, but ambassadors are not big political figures. They're yeah, not. That, that bothered you throughout the entire movie. Yeah, I was like, he wasn't born to a senator or, you know, even a congressman. It was just an ambassador. They spend most of their time abroad. Yeah, not even a city councilman, mm-hmm. an alderman of some kind. Yeah. That was my main complaint. Yeah, and also the the line about like oh the antichrist will be born from this troubled sea and they're like clearly that means politics and it's yeah. like okay yeah that was a little bit of a stretch i was like i don't know if i get that they were just really quick to be like oh yeah clearly that's what the bible meant uh-huh. it's like no bible interpretation is a very like serious and intense science uh-huh. basically or not sound but you know like debate mm-hmm. um it's not like a one-to-one translation mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like of course this must be my kid let's murder him <laughs> Um, yeah, like his decision is so, it's a snap decision to murder this child that, I mean, he knows it's messed up and he finds that like 666 birthmark on his forehead, on his uh-huh. head. That seems creepy. Oh, yeah. when he's cutting the hair and it's a really gross close up of his scalp. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised the kids stay to sleep for all that, but yes. True. 
but anyway, yeah, like th- that scene where he's with the president at the funeral for Gregory Peck, spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just turns and spikes the camera and he's like, ooh, I'm all spooky. Mm-hmm. And like, where is he looking? He reminds me of that meme of the girl in the burning house. Oh, yeah. It really, it is very similar to that, where he's like, oops, did I do that? Yeah. Oh, Damien. <laughs> what shall we do with you? Um, okay, so do you have an effects score for this movie? Four. Four? Yeah. Sure. Okay, so I'm hearing you liked the soundtrack. Um, what? You- there were, because you mean I have my effects were always so off. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought the rod that killed the priest was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. He gets like, like impaled with yeah, some sort of. Yeah, because lightning hits the rod and the rod hits him. Uh-huh. Uh, and then when What's-His-Face loses his head. David Warner. That's a great yes. effect. You're right. That's a great effect. Um, and then the scene you mentioned earlier, um, which I know it's more editing than anything, but when the woman hits the ground and the fishbowl hits the ground simultaneously with her, yeah. I thought that was really cool. No, I completely agree. Um, I think I'm giving this a three out of five, so I'm not like completely far off from you. Mm-hmm. Like, There's a lot of stuff that looks really good. Um, it, it's not This movie is in no way an effects showcase. It's mm-hmm. not like a show-stopping... Like, 80s type effects movie mm-hmm. but there's a stuff where like the priest is about to get murdered by the falling spear lance thing um and the wind is blowing and it just like everything in it is not like the most outre effect you can come up with but it's pretty well done mm-hmm. no matter what it is except for one thing what um they're visiting that priest guy who has like a two-face half of his face is burned mm-hmm. and that makeup does not hold up Right. But everything else is great. Okay. That's really what knocked me down. I think we're going to say the second half of the movie where everything was dark. I don't, I didn't find it. To, I don't have a memory of it being that dark. I remember it being boring. Oh, it's boring. Okay. Like they're just on a little journey through Italy and people are constantly like, I don't know, go to this place. And it's just, it's very, where is, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except it's where in the world is this baby skeleton. Okay. Um, they did not need to go there to discover what they discovered, I feel like. Well, Gregory Peck needed to know that his child was evil. Yeah, but they were just like, look for a 666 birthmark. And it's like, I could have thought of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. And then he, he left he left Damien with Amelia Bedelia. Who, okay, let me, let me set you up in a situation. Um, you have a weird child who seems nice but is a little spooky. Um, his nanny... commits suicide at the birthday party is hanging out of your window uh like two days later after the nanny funeral which you presumably didn't go to um (laughs) because you know she's just the help Mm -hmm. you are rich as piss and so forth um just a new lady shows up you assume your wife hired her uh wife did not hire her um yeah they both pretty much established that yeah, you, you both discovered that neither of you have hired her. She says the agency sent her. You are both aware that you have never hired, been hired by an agency, or like never interacted with an agency. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Are you just going to say, oh, okay, you can take care of my child? Yeah, that was really, that was a daisical of them to just be like, to go with the flow. They seem like really type A people, and that's a really untype A personality yeah, thing and, to do. And that conversation was constantly... I want to see your child. Let me upstairs to see your child. Why are you preventing me from hanging out with this child? Mm-hmm. It's like, why do you want to hang out with Damien so bad? Mm-hmm. We're his parents. We know he's not that great. Yeah. He's, he's just like a floppy little kid mm-hmm. who cries a bunch and won't let us take him to church. Mm-hmm. 
that scene though where she meets him and she's like don't worry child i'm here to take care of you that uh-huh. was creepy as balls yeah no that's creepy but like i don't know if that phrase makes sense creepy as balls balls are creepy they're dangly kind of fleshy the very brian yesna-esque okay that brian yesna reference totally makes my sense makes sense thank you yep no he just you know he's one of those goopy 80s horror directors okay anyway um let's let's uh let's synthesize this a little bit how are we feeling about overall quality of the omen three yeah i'm landing at three as well although honestly this movie is i believe obviously canonically better than children of the corn Mm -hmm. but i definitely like children of the corn more i think that has to do with runtime the movie would have been better if it was 20 minutes short and those 20 minutes were cut from that second half yeah the italy part where all gregory peck and the homie do is just go searching for clues yeah and it's like why isn't why isn't he going with his wife oh i guess his wife doesn't know any of the secrets she's not dead at that point oh um but he doesn't want his wife to know that like he did this weird adoption thing Uh uh-huh um, but like he's just hanging out with David Warner and David Warner's like, sure, I'll come with you. I mean, I guess if you're, if you're faced with the chance of stopping the antichrist, you probably like should go for it. Mm-hmm. But his motivations still do seem kind of suspect where it's like, why are you hanging out with Gregory Peck? Yeah. He's not that fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, 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 I think. My, yeah, I think I agree with. I do agree with you. The movie is too long. Mm-hmm. I think every scene goes on between five and five seconds too long and two minutes too long. Um, to quote my letterbox review, it's like if Judd Apatow directed The Exorcist. It's like everything just lingers a little too much. Like it's like we could have exited the scene. Don't go knocking Judd Apatow. No, look, I like The Omen. I like several of Judd Apatow's movies. Good, but. They need better editors because I don't want to link like the shot of the priest who gets impaled is cool, mm-hmm. but it doesn't need to be like 15 seconds long. It's like, I get it. Let's move on. Okay. Um, yeah, it just feels pacey. Like it's very languorous and I'm just kind of like, can we tighten this up a little bit? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it needed to be long because they had Gregory Peck and he likes to be dramatic and let scenes hold for drama but he's not even in some of the really long scenes i don't know i'm just assuming okay also yeah i I just feel like gregory peck's character is kind of a nothing like we don't ever really establish the rapport he has with damien as his son and like i said earlier we don't establish anything about his faith although we can assume that he's not religious because this is maybe the first time damien has been taken to a church Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's just He's too stoic. I don't find him an interesting figure at all. Mm-hmm. Um, who, to you, who is the most interesting character in the movie? Do you think? I'm holding for drama. The silence is telling. Because uh, I want to say Gregory Peck because he's the only character who we spend a lot of time with. Uh, maybe Damien. Maybe like I. Like if I have to pick, I want to say the mother, but the mother wasn't much of a character. We never got to see. Her reaction to finding out that Damon wasn't her son. No, she never did. Yeah. So, we just got to see her bug out her eyes and gasp a lot. Yeah, so she was only ever one note, and that note was that I am Damien's mother, you know, and that's it. Did um, you love the headshot of her that they had on their nightstand? Yes. It was great. It was great. Um, I guess. Yeah. Like, th- maybe. The dog? 
Oh, the the evil the evil defense dog, yeah, like Cerberus mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. The dog was cool. It was kind of like a ghost esque dog. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I mean maybe the nanny was the most interesting character because like you know she's up to something. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what's she doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is your end game? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and there's a great effect. She gets like impaled in the neck. That's a pretty great scene. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and I don't know, like, who would you say is there? most interesting character I don't know that I have one but maybe like a David Warner or something because he starts off as kind of this uh, like money grubbing reporter but then he ends up kind of teaming up with the person who's kind of exploiting for his job yeah the movie really did show a character arc for the press it really did because at first they were all just hounds hounding him for 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 drama and for news stories and eventually he's like i'm here to fight the good fight Uh and die in the process yeah and in the in the best effects showcase of the movie Mm -hmm. okay but i would like to pose another question that we talked about a little bit last week as well what do you think about the omen made it such an iconic movie because this is a movie that has stuck around story the story specific like just like what happens if your kid's the antichrist i think it's a better story than the other one is than Children of the Corn? Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. See? That's what I say. What okay. do you think? I mean, I think the world needed another exorcist because the mm-hmm. exorcist was such a phenomenon. And this mm-hmm. came three years later, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I, it just, I think it hit at the right time. Like, the world was uh, sweaty for some prestige horror. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Because certainly it is more prestigious than children of the corn um, oh of course and that's only probably because of gregory peck you know just that name probably and i mean well richard donner i don't know how respected a director he is necessarily because i mean like the fan community loves his movies mm-hmm. like he made the goonies he made superman the movie mm-hmm. um i think the omen is definitely one of his more like generally respectable like oscary movies yeah um so yeah, I think Gregory Peck was probably a big push. Yeah, I don't know. This is one that I like it, but it's not one that I really like itch to revisit ever. You know? I can see that. Are you down are you excited to see what else lies in Damien's future? Yes, because there's nothing I love more than eighties sequels, and that's what we're gonna get a whole bunch of in this Omen franchise. Uh-huh. So like I'm pretty down for that, but like the seventies kind of Oscar horror is not as much my jam. Okay. Cool. Anyway, um, that about wraps it up. Do you have any last uh, thoughts on the Omen before we move on? Nope. I'm excited to see what Damien's and what's in his future. What kind of colleges he go to? Does he go to a state school? Party well, it up? I mean, this is the part we should guess as to what happens in the next movie because we're going to be doing that now. Damien kills some kids. Maybe. I mean, kills all his friends. You've seen part of the Omen 2, right? Damien, Omen 2? Maybe. I really don't remember at this point. Okay, so you don't remember anything. No. Because, look, with a, I know very little about this franchise. I know that Sam Neill is in the third one. Um, From Jurassic Park? Yeah. And the wilderness people? Yeah, Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, but I, I, I'm going to say Damien's like teenage age in the second one. I think he probably... He's all moody. Yeah, well, I think he probably doesn't remember the events of this movie. Like, he's with the president now, or, I mean, probably at a boarding school, because he's not going to be hanging out in the It's going to be a boarding school. Yeah, it has to be, right? Um, but I think, like, demonic things are... And then are, none discovers who he is. Maybe. Or, like, demonic things are going to start happening to him again, and uh-huh. he's going to be a little freaked out. 
but a little into it and then kind of like at the end he's gonna stare at the camera again and be like just wait till part three uh-huh. <laughs> what do you think is that does that feel right that seems about right I'm excited to see your premonition come to fruition. Yeah, I'm sure it's something like that. Yeah. Do Do you think he'll be evil from square one, or do you think he's going to be like nice to evil? Uh, I guess nice to evil. But I think he's going to be evil from square one, but th- whoever the main character is, in their eyes, he's going to go from nice to evil. Oh, okay. I can see that. Okay. No one is ever what they see when you first meet them. Interesting. No, I'm very curious about that. We're going to catch up on that next month. Because um, next week, we're actually going to be watching Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice. Oh, really? We're not going to start another one? No. Cause we're, we're doing Children of the Corn every other week. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I remember now. Good job, Brennan. Yeah, and we're doing The Omen every second week. And then every fourth week, we're doing a different franchise. Okay. Which, should we announce that or should we wait? Your call. Oh, we can announce it. Right. Um, we're going to be doing Nightmare on Elm Street. Dun, dun, dun. Because um, I love those movies, and Sergio has not seen all of them. Nope. And... That's all the one where he has a kid. Yeah, that one's a mess. Um, but that that is one of the few horror franchises that actually has like a. I'm not going to say a strong continuity, but because Robert Englund plays Freddy Krueger throughout seven movies, like there is much more of a link than any of the like Friday the Thirteenth movies or something. You're mm-hmm. actually like kind of watching a story play yeah. out. Um, they they at least remember where they put him and know how to bring him back from that. Cool. Um, so that that's really neat. Um, that's a franchise I'm very excited to get back to because I love them a lot. Yes. And everybody loves Freddy. So, you know. Oh, yeah. His puns are great. They live on in infamy. Yeah. And you'll get to see the development of how he becomes the Freddy that we know and love as pun monster Freddy. Yes. All right. So I think that about wraps it up, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, here's how to get in contact with the show. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, give us five stars. Um, or we'll, uh, I don't know, send you pictures of baby skeletons. Ooh, I wouldn't do kids. that. No, that's mean. That is mean. That's messed up. Don't, really don't pay attention up. to me. Um, it's hot. It's we'll actually not viruses. that hot. Whatever. It's so hot. It is hot, but I'm feeling fine right now. I'm feeling fresh and frisky. I am sweating. I mean, me too, but I just feel like I can slip and slide around on our really shiny floor. Uh, well, that call- that's about calls it up for a day. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, and until next week, good luck on your journey. And stay gold, everybody. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me podcasts for the weird at heart hi i'm brennan and i'm dave and we are the co-hosts of cast party it's a freewheeling pop culture conversation i am an online media mogul and i'm not i'm a drama teacher yes he, in fact my drama teacher we kind of transplant the conversations that we have every time we hang out and do a podcast and we hope you like it check it out enjoy at podpeople.me that was that was really fun and not awkward at all <laughs> bye